This episode of The Youth Take was brought to you by our 2022 podcast sponsor, Martins Point Healthcare. We thank them for their support. You're listening to the Main Voice to Men podcast, a podcast dedicated to lifting the voices of young people and engaging youth around topics of gender and violence prevention. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Alex. I use any pronouns and I am 15. Hi, my name is Isabel Liu. Um, I use she, her, hers pronouns. I'm 17 and I'm a senior in high school. My name is Eli Duran McDonald. I'm 22. I use he and his and I'm a, uh, currently an intern at Maine Boys to Men. All right, so guys, I'm just going to throw out the first question and we can get into it. Um, so today's episode is like focused on like being there for yourself versus being selfish and kind of maybe what that looks like. And so the first question you can start off with me is like, what does it look like for you to like be there for yourself? I think like letting yourself snack on junk food sometimes every now and again, mm-hmm. uh, just doing stuff that makes you happy, like the small things, like maybe it doesn't necessarily matter all that much in the moment, but it makes you a little bit happier and for that I think it's worth it. I definitely agree. During um, midterm week it was like really stressful for me and I can imagine for you as well Alex like I was studying um, all night like each day and then I go into school and take um, a test the next day and I swear to god the only thing that got me through that week was (laughs) in the middle of, of my study sessions I would draw myself a bath and I would sit in the bath for like 30 minutes and it was just like hot bath and sometimes like you know some bath bombs throw them in there those that was like a little thing but like it had to be in my routine like every day and it was the only thing that got me through the week (laughs) I also think for me it's really important to um set boundaries for myself and like communicate them with whoever I'm like in a relationship with you know whether it be platonic or romantic because um I'm an introvert and that it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm like less um less social or less talkative or like less outgoing than anyone else but I do have to have a lot of time to like recharge and just like be by myself and like recharge that social battery before going back out. So I always like make sure to tell my friends once we've started, you know, like hanging out and um, going to each other's houses that sometimes I need to just like not see anyone for, it can be like an afternoon or it can be like a week, but um, you know, I'm never like apologetic for how much time I need because that's me being there for myself. And that's me saying like, I need that time. I think that's just really important for myself whenever I um, get into these closer relationships with people. It's definitely really important to like communicate about these boundaries. uh, So you can be there for yourself. And uh, so others know what's going on, like whenever. Mm -hmm. So if you're uncomfortable with something, it's not like a spur of the moment of something where you're like panicking or whatever, because they'll know in advance because you communicated healthily about it in a civil Mm -hmm. conversation rather than like you blowing up in them. Mm -hmm. The point about um, distinguishing 
between like um, being there for yourself and being selfish, I think I can kind of loop back to what we were talking about, um, about like establishing those boundaries first. Because I know, you know, when your friends or whoever cancels a meetup that maybe you were like really looking forward to for their own personal reasons, like it can be very easily perceived as selfish in the moment because like, oh, I was really looking forward to this and now like it's not happening. And it's like easy to, you know, tap into that kind of more irrational thinking that like they're doing it just because they don't like me or like they don't want to see me. And um, it can look selfish, but I think if you have this like amount of understanding, um, which also really helps with like establishing that boundary first, then when it happens in the moment, you um, can recognize that that's them taking time for themselves, like being there for themselves. Yeah, definitely. And I think for uh, specifically boundaries, when they usually want something from you, I don't think it's necessarily selfish to say no, because mm-hmm. you're allowed to like deny people things if you're not comfortable with doing it or giving it or whatever. Because like for boundaries, they're the one that's asking something of you. You're not selfish for wanting to stay with what's going on rather than uh, switching things up and doing something for them because uh, they're the one asking you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's a boundary within itself. And I, it, it's also important to note that like when you deny them or whatever you tell them, like you never owe them an explanation either because, you know, it can be your own personal reason and that's personal and it's something that you keep to yourself. I think it's generally seen as secrets are like bad and like you should never keep something from your loved ones but sometimes keeping truths from uh the people you love is uh important to a relationship you don't have to be like an open book you can share some things and then not share others uh because maybe they're not going to be comfortable with it or more likely yourself And it's not necessarily a bad thing if you're not talking about it, because we sometimes, I think, need to have, like, things that are just for us. And I think that's a thing that's for being there for yourself, like understanding that you're allowed to have secrets, you're allowed to, like, want things for your own, you're allowed to, like, keep things for yourself and only Mm -hmm. yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good point. Um, Because it made me realize how like growing up, um, I was just kind of taught like, you know, keeping secrets is bad and like sharing is caring. And um, but it's not like there are things that you feel that you need to and you want to keep sacred for yourself. And I growing up, like I realized, like, why is it bad that these things that will make me feel better if, if they're just kept to myself why is it bad that I don't want to share that to whoever it may be and it like maybe it, it doesn't even matter that like you don't want to share it to like your closest friends or your family members whoever is like super super close to you um 
that's also a boundary that like exists where you don't owe your significant other or whoever your parent um you don't owe them an explanation for everything that's happening in your life and like you know you don't have to tell them everything that's going on because it may be beneficial for yourself um and it may that may be an example of being there for yourself it's just like keeping that piece of information um so yeah that's i totally agree alex yeah i, I love that point <laughs> like i'm think, thinking about like i had never thought of it that way to think about um keeping those secrets secrets i guess like has this weird connotation but like yeah like keeping those things to yourself that you that you want to and, and like just setting that firm boundary like i, n- I never thought of that as a way of being there for yourself but it totally is yeah alex and i are both in our high school civil rights club and this is a really important point that um, comes up a lot which is like sometimes things aren't revealed however important they may seem they aren't revealed because they keep someone's safety their sense of safety and like we also apply this sometimes to um issues on race too like um it might even be like you witness something as a person of color you witness like some sort of racism happening in the classroom but you never owe anyone as a person of color an explanation or you never have to speak up to defend yourself because sometimes like that can be an unsafe place and doing so um you know you put like your personal safety in danger i feel like it's not necessarily bad to not want to like stand up for others like I feel like especially in like a school there's like this whole idea like that being a bystander is like worse than being a perpetrator I don't know if you ever saw this Isabel but like were, were you ever having like that um one of those like health class type classes where there was a video about bullying and it was like uh categorizing like the bystander the offender and the victim and it was talking about how like the bystander is the problem I think that just because you're not willing to out yourself it's not necessarily being selfish Mm -hmm. uh because you have a right to want your own safety like there is nothing wrong with wanting to feel safe Maybe like you already don't feel safe because obviously if you're a minority and there's another minority being bullied or whatever, you are also susceptible to that. Switching gears slightly, there's some really good ideas on like what's being there for yourself. So like either that's like keeping these secrets or like making sure that you're safe before things, before going into it and um, or even like going back and setting boundaries with friends. So those are all kind of like the being there for yourself aspects and like, I'm wondering um, on the flip side, where do you two think that there's like the line where then it, it does become selfish? This kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, but like in, for example, in like toxic relationships, when one partner um, feels like they they need 100% of that other person all the time. And it's like, they're the only thing that matters in that other person's life. And they don't have other other people who love and care about them um then I do think that's selfish to always like expect that other person to be there for them yeah that's another thing that I was thinking of like expecting someone to always be ready for you um 
and always be there for you, I think is normal to want, but it can be, it can be selfish sometimes. Like, and I always find it helpful. Um, I always make sure to like, when I have to rant about something to someone, to anyone, I always like, like to check in with them first to be like, Hey, do you have emotional availability for me to like rant? Because sometimes they aren't in a good um, headspace. They aren't in a good emotional space. And some of the things you say can be triggering for them as well. So um, that's like something that I like to set before I go into like a rant, because I think that's important, you know, not expecting anyone in your life to always be there 100% of the time. Yeah, no, I actually think that like the example of the rant, I really like that example, because it's like, it could so easily go either way, right? It's like being there for yourself. It's like, maybe it's like a form of self-care almost. So it's like, really like let it all out. Yeah. But at the same time, like, right, when you, if you're not checking in, it's, it is really triggering for someone or just kind of like laying all this emotional garbage on someone <laughs> um kind of unconsensually like then then it can really turn into being more about you and and kind of like not thinking about them as much I don't know like this also leads into another big question um yeah about like emotional availability and, and kind of like I guess maybe the question would be kind of how do we take care of each other in a healthy way or with your own friends or romantic partners or family like have you guys found of found ways to you know be there for each other or take care of another person in a healthy way i feel like uh especially in modern uh pop culture i guess there's like this unrealistic expectation that a friend is somebody who will always be there for you unconditionally and love you no matter what like if you uh go to the dark side or whatever i don't know like they'll be there, they'll they'll fight for you. I I know this isn't you. Come back with us, friendship. And um, I think it's really important to recognize that that simply isn't a realistic expectation. Because if they give you a cake and you want to give them a cake back, that's great. But it should be of your own volition. It shouldn't be like some pressuring societal expectation that because they did a good thing for you you must like equal out the good or like even like outweigh it. I feel like especially in Eastern Asian cultures, there's this thing where like uh, you have to be like generous and kind and yeah. uh, hospitable. Like if somebody is leaving, you have like leftovers, you're insisting to like give <laughs> gifts to them or whatever. And it's, it just becomes like a competition of like who's more hospitable and kind. Like, oh, no, 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 it's fine. We're not going to eat this. You can have this. And like, um just constantly trying to shove gifts onto other families and like then not accepting the gift because if you accept the gift you automatically have to like you have to repay the the gift tenfold (laughs) oh my god (laughs) alex this like east asian bonding like oh my god i get that so hard there's definitely this norm in like chinese culture that wherever you go whoever you see you have to have a gift with you whether it be like the most common gift is like a bag of oranges, like a bag of mandarins. (laughs) Like you always have to have a gift or else you're disrespectful almost. Um, But you know, there's like, there's cultural differences everywhere. But to circle back on the point that you made about like this unconditional love, I, I definitely agree on that one. I feel kind of iffy about the term unconditional love 
because I feel like there's always going to be conditions like there's always going to be certain situations that maybe you don't want to give like 100% of your love and you know and that can look different for whatever the situation might be and whoever you may you may be um so yeah I definitely do think that's like unconditional love is kind of this societal norm that I feel like we should start normalizing conditional love instead of unconditional love <laughs> yeah. that's so so true it's almost portrayed as selfish for it to be some conditional love yeah. <laughs> but just like speaking like yeah from my own times and kind of really subscribing to that idea of unconditional love I think has in the past has really made me overlook some not great things right like I'm like and then I, I look back I'm like actually I should have like that should have been um like a hard boundary or like that should have been like you know like one of those things like a deal breaker as they say you know or something like that and just thinking back and and yeah really buying into the unconditional love idea but but seeing that you know because I thought it was selfish right <laughs> to like not do that and I thought you know the idea was that we're always there for the other person yeah and it's hard to realize that and like kind of grow out of it because you know we grow up with like all of these these movies and shows and it's like whenever a couple gets married they're always like oh I'm ready to give you like all of my unconditional love and I feel like if someone said that to me I would be like great but like don't there are boundaries (laughs) and I hope that we both like see that and work with that when people are talking about like not being accepted by uh, homophobic parents when they are are willing to uh, come out of the closet or they're outed unwillingly Mm -hmm. um And I think that that sort of love should be unconditional in an extent because you need that love. Like it's important to know that somebody is always caring for you because like, even if you're going through like a dark moment, then maybe you'll be able to pull through it because somebody's there still supporting you. But um, you can still love somebody and not support what they're doing and I feel like that's a lot of the misunderstanding for unconditional love and where it comes, because a lot of the time it's like misunderstanding, like something that just is compared to a choice. I feel like if there's a friend that's like going through something, like maybe they have depression or something, and sometimes they might push you away. And that's really disheartening to see like some somebody you love has like been so saddened or whatever and you want to be there for them but everybody has their limits for how much love they can put out kind of going into like a different point um what you said Alex like about if you have a friend who you're really close with and you feel like you've been with them like every step of the journey if they push you away at any given moment. Um, I think it's important to recognize and accept this human emotion of like disappointment and sadness that you may feel in that moment where you're like, oh, wow, like they were my best friend and now they don't need me. Um, Because like, I feel like those emotions will always arise because like, you know, we're human. But I think it's also important to, after you feel those emotions, like kind of reflect on the boundaries that your friend has set and have understanding for them and why they might 
appear very like harsh almost. I think both things are important. One to like accept and feel those emotions and kind of sit in that discomfort and two taking the time to reflect and like learn from it and act accordingly no I get you because like mm-hmm. um sometimes I feel like especially it's like a very tropey thing like your best friends but then like oh they meet the popular kids and everything's changed now and it's so sad and like uh I think in the case of that like when you're pushing away people who cared about you who like know who you are and uh they've shoved you away for something else they want like maybe uh you're a POC and you join like the stereotypical like white boy jock group or whatever and you make racist jokes I feel like that sort of thing is selfish because at that point it's it's more than just wanting to be ignored it's more than safety it's um harming other people uh that are POCs as well like you that you really should be able to empathize with considering it's something that you live with all your life and you're turning your back on that for something that fundamentally probably won't be there and I feel like um instead of like supporting and like thriving with people that are similar to you and like care about you and love you in like shoving them aside and like hurting them as something as fickle as uh popularity subjectively um is very selfish yeah I agree um like if someone did that to me like oh I would not be happy um I think in certain circumstances it also is like important though to acknowledge the social structure of like white supremacy in some diluted way that like from birth when you're a person of color you're like programmed by society to um think that you are inferior to white people and like that can result a lot of the times like and I've seen this a lot in high school even like you feel like you want to fit in and to do that you hang out with like maybe these like white racist people it's kind of a hard line to um walk on I guess because it is wrong (laughs) like racism very bad but also it's like sometimes it's important to understand that these kids do that because they feel pressured by society to act more white and like and sometimes it can be also a feeling of safety like if you're if your friend group is full of these like <laughs> you know white people who are racist if you like start standing up for yourself like they might hurt you in some way and like sometimes that can be an issue of safety too um But yeah, I totally hear what you're saying, Alex, like when you say, you know, someone who you've been close to as a person of color and you've like set that, you've created that bond, but then they like kind of discard that and they ignore that all of a sudden, um, that I think that is selfish. Yeah. I also think it's um, selfish in the sense that you're inherently trying to be something that like you're not 
and mm -hmm. not in in this case i think it's like a different type of selfish like you're selfish towards yourself if that makes sense because like you're trying to deny who yeah. you are as like a poc or another minority you're selfishly denying who you are and you're like suppressing it mm -hmm. and it's not healthy behavior for you or the people around you hello thank you so much for listening to the youth take to support more conversations like these please consider giving five dollars at mainboystwin.org